Welcome back to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our watch club for Marvel's What If. Look who's pooping the party now! It is you! You are pooping the party! Welcome to Watch Club. My name is Nate, and I'll be your guide through these alternate realities in this Watch Club for What If, Episode 7, titled... What if Thor were an only child? If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and the MCU in general. So if you haven't watched this week's episode, well, you have to wonder, what if you did and then came right back to join us for some interdimensional conversation? Now, before we get super sloshed with Korg and Rocket or the Rabbit or whatever that guy is... Let me introduce you to our lovely versions of hosts joining us today. First up, he's Party Time Justin. What's up? But what if he was slightly louder and a little more drunk? He'd be Kevin Hudson. Hey, what's up, guys? (laughs) That was my best drunk uncle impression. It was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it. And, And, you know, sure, he's drunk Kevin Hudson, but what if he was slightly shorter, absurdly higher... And had the longest hair, he'd be Darcy Hudson. Am I supposed to say something here? <laughs> I guess not. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be honest with you, uh, you ice bros. I got uh, I got really drunk with Korg last night, so I didn't write too much for, for this episode. So as far as questions go, I don't really have too many. Uh, I expect this episode to go off the rails. But what, what else would you expect from the party prince? Um, so <laughs> I'm going to just dive right into the intro, uh, and then we can talk about the big blue Loki or whatever. Uh, so <laughs> more, <laughs> more than battles won or lost, it's relationships that truly define a hero. The people who shape them, their stories, Thor and Loki, a brotherhood so strong and pivotal, it would change the fate of a universe. Their childhood taught Thor many lessons, but in another universe... Instead of raising the Jotunheim prince Loki as his son, Odin returned him to his people. Without his trickster brother to keep things, let's say, lively, Thor became a very different prince. All right, so guys, um, yeah, as I said, this is going to be loosey-goosey, or should I say lucky-ducky. Let's uh, <laughs> see what I did there. Uh, so <laughs> let's just go over what we thought of this episode. Kevin, I want to start with you. What are your thoughts of uh, episode seven for uh, for this episode? Your, he- your headphones are falling apart, Kevin. <laughs> Hello? Hey, we got you. Yep. Kevin, you're on the show. Uh, how you doing? <laughs> First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of uh, this episode of What If? Um, I, I, I definitely had fun with this one, but it was it's kind of like a rubber ball. It's it's fun but pointless. You know, like it just it I was there. That. It happened. It was yeah. cool to see certain characters interacting in a different way. Um, it was cool to see Big Blue Loki. You know, Doctor Manhattan of the Marvel universe now Um, but i mean i i just think it was all leading up to something completely different completely you know something very cool i just wish the episode almost explained how that happened rather than the story we got yes and i i think that's where they're they're getting to but i i feel you dude like i had a lot of fun with this but i felt like they were trying to capture the fun of like an episode two but didn't quite nail the the execution it could have felt a little more 
Thor Ragnarok, uh, then I think that I think that might have been their intention. Yeah, but I feel like it really fell flat. Like you got to get Taika to direct an episode like this if you're going to make that. Happen, yeah, they you know? had a, they had a joke but no story to build it around. Yes, you know? right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and the joke wasn't even that good. Not, Darcy. not really. What did no. What you think, buddy? Well, I, again, I said it in the last episode I was on. I think that Thor is one of my favorite characters. So mm-hmm. I mean, seeing him in this light. Definitely wouldn't be my favorite favorite character if that was the only version of him I knew. I did sure. not enjoy the the spin they took on it, and it was like you said, like a, like a pointless joke to build up to something that I think may pan out later on. But sure. again, it was just that whole you know twenty minutes before that reveal was just like, and why am I watching this other than for the occasional laugh? Huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Justin. We we kind of talked a little bit off there about this, but yeah. you called it filler. Yeah, it's definitely filler. It, it, the The point is the end. It felt like a Billy Madison version in, with Thor, right? Sure. Like it's just like yeah. you know he became a he was a spoiled little shit because he didn't have a brother, and you know he became really arrogant. You know he had no he, he wasn't humble, right? Like how we right. we I, see. I would have almost loved him though. Sure, but I would have almost loved him to like do more of that. Like look at the camera. You know what I mean? Ham that up. Break the fourth wall. Look at the, you know, uh, you know, just like he did in Thor Ragnarok, right? Like, kind of have that yeah. sort of like, the, they, you they, know, talking to the audience, and and that's uh. just it. I, I totally agree with you. I think they had the potential there. They just really drove home a very irrelevant episode. I feel like it, it, it wasn't my favorite. That's for sure. It was funny, but it felt like a hard stop in the momentum of what we've already gotten from the other episodes. So, no, I and I, I, that's that's the thing, man. Like. It, it just felt like such a departure from the incredible episodes that we've gotten. I think it was just a bit too goofy. You know, Kevin, you talk about the aspect of this show at times feeling like a cartoon. And I think not necessarily an animated show, because, again, we've talked about our respect for animated shows on this podcast. But a cartoon, a Saturday morning cartoon, like something you'd watch as a short before a movie and not really care about. You know what I mean? Like kind of like one of those one-offs that you're just like, "Oh, that was kind of fun, I guess. Now let's watch what we actually want to watch." And and it was almost too soft. Like the the, the, yeah. the this animated format has given them the opportunity to um, almost show more deaths, almost get a little bit more graphic in their deaths. And so sure. I think this could have let, uh, let them sort of have fun with the debaucherous side of things and shown these Marvel characters in fairly outlandish situations. If they were just going to be, you know, what if the Marvel characters lived in the movie The Hangover? Like, let's see yeah, some really sure. over-the-top, a bit, not super adult, you know, but uh, yeah. you can... You can have a little bit more fun than just swigging some beer and playing with monuments. That gave it a more cartoony feel than an animated show kind of feel. That's right. It was a bit goofy, you know. Like the sight gags weren't that funny. I I gotta say, like I did still enjoy some of the little details that they paid attention to. Um, I thought Rocket uh, being called a little rabbit by Thor was actually pretty dope. Like he's, you know, he's passed out in the sink, and I thought that was awesome. Would have loved to hear from Rocket in this episode. I think he would have been a yeah. great addition to these kind of antics or you know we did get Drax but um but yeah no not not necessarily the voice actor we we normally want for Drax um but I don't know were there any other like sort of funny moments that did work for you well I think Kat Dennings was the highlight of the episode for me really at least. Mm-hmm. I thought she, like she was she oh, was no. like <laughs> like she was like I, I don't know I like seeing I like seeing her character in the MCU and, and I 100% agree like she was far more animated like really hyper animated than she usually is for sure but i i still liked seeing kat denning's character in these stories you know and, and again I, I feel like the, the the standout problem with this episode is that again it just it just puts such a hard stop 
in the momentum. And especially after, you know, such solid episodes that do seem to like, as you were saying, Kevin, go to a dark territory with death. Everything since episode three has has had death involved in it. So again, this this episode feels sort of like it should have been much earlier. You know, it, it just didn't really matter in the grand scope. Of course, as we've already said, like the, um, that ending, though, of course, leaves us hanging. So and to your point, Justin, with all the comedy, it, that fight scene felt a little sort of forced it felt forced in when it didn't need to i mean if you really wanted to ham home or focus on the the hamminess and and really hammer home the the comedy side of things go for that we don't need the big epic fight and i mean it was cool to see captain marvel and thor fight i guess but like i i don't know their their characters didn't play off of each other the way that i would have wanted them to it just none of it really nailed it i don't know and again, I think a lot of that came comes down to the, the fact that it's a different Thor. Like the other Thor works so well because he's been humbled for his entire life right. by his brother and his father and stuff like that. So, you know, not being put in his place leaves this guy to be cocky and that just doesn't work with the character that we already know. And I feel like that was where a lot of the disconnect for this humor came from, for me at yeah. least, was like, it's that's not the Thor I know. That's not how you act in that situation. So for sure. It was, it was the, that was a big put down. I did enjoy the fight scene though. I thought it was really cool. I mean, very, the, the one time they did kind of lean into the comic bookness is when they get like hit out of the city or the country and you see where they're going in the world. So yeah, I, that was how that's strong and heavy joke. hitter that the was. Labeled that's one of the labeled map is the best yeah. joke. That was the best joke yeah. of the whole show was the labeled map, no, you know. I have one more part that I thought was a bit better in terms of joke, but I'm not sure if we're going to get to that one yet. I'm sure we'll call it out eventually. But I, yeah, again, most of the, the point was just like kind of a, a small chuckle and never, never a big laugh like some of the other episodes or yeah. other MCU things have done for me. Us. Which... Which is why it's fun, but it's not like it's not like the top tier of what we've already gotten through these other episodes. Lights. I, I don't know. Kat Dennings was the saving grace. If she wasn't in this, then I, I don't think I would I would appreciate it. Like I, I liked Howard the Duck and, and I think it was more so having her have a relationship with Howard the Duck that I think is really funny. Sure. I think that's really funny. And that pairing those two characters together would be would be great. So See, but lay, lay into it more. Don't just like allude to a tiny little joke and then brush it. Like there was, there was no consequence to any of the actions. There was no, I don't know. It just, it was all just fluff. I mean, I do find it funny that, unlike our Darcy, who everyone just loves, the Darcy oh, of the great. the Darcy of the MCU is just one of those love or hate characters. And so I'm yeah. on the I'm on the more I, I like the Darcy character, and so I never mind when she shows up. But I can see how she is one of those characters that can really divide an audience in terms of what's too much of, of Darcy and your MCU, you know? Yeah, I didn't. So the thing is, I didn't mind her as a side character in WandaVision. I actually thought it was kind of refreshing what they did with her character there. But this character was very much, again, her character in Thor. And I get like in, in the first Thor movie, and I get that's kind of what they were, were going for. But I don't know, like in the episode, even even Captain Marvel calls it out like she's running at an eight. I could have really needed her down at a four that's, because that's, I, I just thought her dialogue was 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 grating. I thought it was grating and I get that it was supposed to be grating for the other characters, but it shouldn't be that grating for the audience. Uh, you know what I mean? Sure. Like we should I, see how the characters are frustrated by it. We shouldn't be frustrated by it ourselves. I see your point. At least in my from, from I see your I point. I see your point. But I see also her as like Again, as you pointed out, one of the original characters from Thor. So her character is vital to Thor's story. That being said, I feel like she just helped add to this sort of the quirky fun humor side that this episode was really going for. And yeah, she was over animated, but I don't know. It, 
it kind of worked for her character, in my opinion, more so than it did for Jane Foster. I want to get to Jane. I actually want to get to Jane now, if we could. Um, before I do, though, really quick, one thing I did notice, and I don't know if you all caught this or not, Darcy the Duck. So Darcy uh, in the credits is credited as Darcy <coughs> the Duck because she married him. I thought that was pretty neat. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I hope they revisit that joke at some point, potentially. Um, I don't know. Maybe we see them on Honeymoon or something. Could you imagine a Honeymooner show with them? <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I've talked about how I Sorry. like the show because it's like a, uh, made for comic fans because of all the references they managed to cram in here. And I mean, I think this is the only time I'll be able to drop it for this episode because this was so out of left field. I don't know what they were referencing other yeah. than, like, like you said, all those movies that are just, you know, getting drunk and having fun. But uh, Howard the Duck has a very close relationship with a human girl in the comics named Beverly. So it's just, it's cool to see that. And one universe at least he's already got a human connection that might sure. pan out to something more as his comedic partner essentially well, that's, I mean, the, be, that's the only be, thing i could we're see we're gonna get we're gonna get a howard we're gonna get him live action yeah. we're gonna get him i don't live know action. live action <laughs> i think i think he'll no, probably I mean, he was already in it once for sure we'll get him again for sure yeah. i just don't know if they can if they could really i don't know they it would be they a did rock. a ro- they did a rocket the raccoon in a tree justin I, Come uh, on. yeah not the entire yeah. movie, but I, I wonder. I, I would. I, I'm not against it. I think if Seth Green obviously comes in and and he does going to do the voices, of course. So I feel like that will yeah. that will. He help. can have an appearance, a cameo, yeah. but you know, no, mm-hmm. no solo flicks, please. Now I wanted to to shout out. I was blown away by the fact that Natalie Portman actually voiced Jane in this. Yes, I was just, that was. I, I was. Like, I was shocked. Blown by away. That one. Shocked. I was blown away. Not by necessarily what she did or what their character no. was. I I was blown away that she showed up for this. But yeah. I will say Jane's character felt like such a regress from what I think they want her to be in in the next. Thor, and again, I get it. I That's get it. She's, she's, she's. I get it. She's from the first movie, but even still, even in the first movie, she didn't feel as like dopey as ditzy. she did in this. She in was this a bit episode. Ditzy, ditzy, yeah, and not smart. And she was so enamored by him, right? Like she was so uh, in mm-hmm. love with him, I like guess. to the point where she was like actually not as smart in the first movie. The right. way that she kind of judged things because he was like also like this party party dude, right? Who had all these people around him. I mean, even in the first Thor movie, they talk about her ex-boyfriend, how he was just kind of that. It almost seemed like that same personality as the Thor she saw there. So maybe that was just her type and she was going down the rabbit hole again. True, like I, true, true. I bought into her just being a ditzy girl for the guy she liked in this, at least. And I, again, I thought it was really cool to hear Natalie Portman as Jane Foster again. Well, and, and I think getting Natalie Portman helped save the episode from being even more troublesome, I think, just because... They haven't done a, as good a job recasting the female characters in the universe. I've found in in, in, uh, in, what, if. in what if. I yeah. mean, like th- that Robert Downey Jr. last week, um, well, I thought was awesome. I thought he nailed yeah. the character, mm-hmm. and yeah. you didn't even yeah. miss the fact that RDJ wasn't there. But the, the the female characters, I mean, Captain Marvel just doesn't feel like the the you MCU need Brie. version. Yeah. You, you need, need Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and so I maybe maybe it's a quirkier character like a Tony Stark. It's easier to impersonate than it is a more straightforward voice. I'm not yeah, sure. I think but I, I think know, that's if was, exactly if it was yeah. Brie, I do think that line delivery would have hit a little more for me. Like the yeah. way that well, she said some of the because what she said wasn't necessarily not funny or no. not Captain Marvel, but it, it just wasn't delivered the right way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well I, I also just think that like I was super surprised that it was Natalie Portman because when I was watching the episode, it didn't remind me of her. And I actually found out after that she voiced Jane Foster. So I was like super surprised. But I think it just goes back to what you guys were talking about in earlier episodes about just how 
actors doing these voices don't necessarily come off the same way as they do on screen. Well, from from a potential unintentional line delivery to an intentional one, intentional one what did we think of uh, Giant Blue Loki? I mean, I kind of loved how they were like the best of buddies because they didn't grow up together. So they wouldn't have interacted in any way to like cause them to like to hate each other or for, for Loki to be jealous. I don't know. I, I kind of really dug it. I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I'll just say this episode should have been, what if Thor grew up an only child, but also had a brother from another mother. I mean, they still seemed yeah. like they were pretty integral parts of each other's lives, but I guess, right. I guess, yeah, that is the big difference is that there wasn't that jealousy and that infighting because of the, a- the family thing. One thing I do want to point out, too, is like, even though he was giant, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, he was still the shortest one of the giants. So he <laughs> yeah. still technically is small for his race. So like yeah, yeah. that that line in that first Thor movie kind of still carries over to like even now. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, you can tell that the people who make the show really love the material. And that's that's something that I don't think any of these episodes, no matter what you've thought of them, uh, I don't think you can argue that. But um Listen, before we, we move on to uh, a couple of our last segments here, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to call out? Any jokes, any funny parts, or any parts that you wanted to reference? The one thing I wanted to talk about earlier was my like the appearance of Grandmaster again. I mean, oh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum showing up again and just dropping his two or three little lines yeah. in was enough for me to enjoy the episode that much more. Yeah. Especially just him at the like him rolling away on the scooters. Oh, at the scoot, end. scooting We're away like these. somebody in, yeah. like an old person in Vegas. <laughs> that was great. That, that was, was great. great. Yeah. Oh, if I was at a DJ party and I just hear Jeff Goldblum's voice just say, release the foam, I, I, I lose it just as much as everybody that's else. So, so it, that's pretty awesome. And the fact that he was DJing, he was remixing the Ragnarok soundtrack. theme, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. like a dance yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. that is so good. Yeah. That's another thing I wanted to call out too, is because even like during the fight scene, they were going for that synth-based like fight music or like theme music, kind of like Ragnarok. They were tr- really trying to drive home that Ragnarok feeling. But again, we all said they've missed the mark. Music yeah. wasn't enough for it to go to the next level like that Ragnarok did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, throughout the entire episode, you know, Thor, Thor, he had a pretty big head about him, but uh, so does a certain big bald blue boy that I I love oh so much. Each week, we like to keep tabs on that big-headed boy, Uatu, in a segment we call... It's always fun to say, Uatu, uh, in a segment we call Watch or Watch. Uh, so, Darcy, not the annoying one, uh, where did we see that party animal this week? Well, this one is, again, kind of... He was very forefront, I thought, when, when I was watching the episode, because yeah. uh, right at the beginning, when we see Thor arrive in Vegas, and then it pans to the stars to tell the story of this Thor... We see him right there in the clouds turning to look up. Uh, and then again at the end where uh, we get that bomb dropped and even he is surprised, which I think is a big thing to take away from this episode. Right. Was the fact that the Watcher was surprised by something. But yeah. but in between those two appearances, he disappears because even he didn't care about this. He's like, ah, well, nothing really is going to happen here. I would have loved to see him just like down in a beer or like just rocking out, getting a little sloshed, you know? He's in the stars, like pumping up in the, in the stars during the rave or something like that. Yeah, he accidentally punches a planet out of alignment by mistake or whatever. Like, um, I mean, Darcy, you called it there right at the end. We see the Watcher interrupted for the first time, and he, he sees something he didn't really expect, uh, which was an army of what looked like like the Ultron bots with Vision leading them, and he seems to have all the Infinity Stones. My question is, uh, is you know, wh- what does this mean? Where are we taking this? What, what, how does 
is he the big bad now? Because we thought it was going to be Thanos. I think he's a threat. I thought it was going to be zombie Thanos. I think yeah. I thought I I think he's the threat to Uatu, right? Like he is he not? Ooh. No, I got more of the idea that that was the from a another what if universe where what if Ultron got into the body where like he wasn't interrupted and he was fully uploaded into that vibranium body with the Mind Stone, and right. destroyed the Avengers and then took over his reality and you know got all the all the stones through that and realized that one universe wasn't enough. Huh. Uh, it's very Age of Ultron esque, which is from the comics. I, I lied. I guess I could have thrown another one in there at the hey, end. Hey, there we go. There is a universe where Ultron won and everything is an Ultron drone. So that's definitely Ultron in the suit of, or in the vision body in the Ultron suit. Because again, Whoa. very Tony Stark-esque mask lift there. For sure. And yeah. Ultron loves to imitate his daddy. Imitate yeah. his daddy. Oh, I love that. I love that. Interesting. I, I was also wondering too, like with, with the introduction of zombies, like is that potentially where they're going to go with this sort of ending with this because like in the comics, there is a point when, are oh, they against... Justin's doing it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it, it's well, spreading. Sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. but in the comics, isn't it? Isn't isn't there a series where they cross over, or they 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 have to fight against each other or with each other? I, I, yes, in a series called Battle World, there is yeah. the remains of all these other universes that Marvel had created and had left kind of on their own in in the void. They smashed them together and had them essentially go through a who can survive or like right. conquer these new territories. Mm-hmm. And one of them was there's a an Age of Ultron territory like smack dab next to a. Marvel Zombies territory, so it's Ultron versus Zombies, and it's so I, it's good. Fun. I feel like we'll see that I, whether it's going to be in the from directly associated. I feel like that now that we've seen you know these Ultron bots, and we know zombies are are afoot in the what if universe in this what if storyline. It is something that we could possibly see, and then we could see our new Avengers team that Owatu puts together having to stop him. Oh, I'm getting chills, man. This is an intergalactic tournament to the death. This is like Marvel combat. (laughs) I'm in. in. I would love to see if, you know, I feel like zombie Thanos would get taken out pretty quick. I would love to see a, a gauntlet on gauntlet. Mm. Like what if one of our other heroes gets the gauntlet and you see that kind of fight going on? Like that would be crazy. I don't know. Do you think, do you think, do you think that uh, we're going to see for a third time yet again, the stone ripped out of <laughs> ripped out of Vision's head again in this series. Like, well, are we gonna see it? Well, again, if this is Ultron, I wouldn't mind to get ripped out of his head. I guess he okay, is the bad okay. guy. So I'm gonna look at it as that way and hope it happens. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, I am really looking forward to. Uh, I think what's gonna be the next two episodes. Uh, of an arc sort of idea for for the next uh, couple ones. Yeah, it'd be cool if the next episode uh, gives us the story behind the Ultron we see at the end there, or well, whatever yeah. happens on that end. Uh, so, so I, I feel like we just need to see the the Gamora story that's next before a p- mm-hmm. potentially what would be a team up if they do it. Like again, we don't know what that episode's going to be, right? Like there could, you're right, there could be another episode to explain, and then a. Gamora and Tony and who knows maybe it sets up for season two like an epic sort of uh you know put a team up well yeah so are we are we are you guys diving fully into the idea then that these are going to become connected in a big way then I think so I mean we've seen a trailer again that could be that could be them misleading Marvel loves to do the misleading trailer things um so it's very possible I I do think it would be kind of a departure for them to like unless it's unless the storyline ends with season one and then they want to do a season two filled with a bunch of other what ifs to me to to 
to end this season and then sort of feel like, okay, the next season of What If is going to be continuing with these characters in a progressing plot line, I feel to me would be a little bit of... Disservice. I don't think it would make... Yeah, it would be a disservice to what the series is standing yeah. for. Um, so I, as much as that sounds cool... I think they can fit that into two episodes or an episode and a half or one episode uh, and be done with it. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of work to do in a couple episodes. Yeah, that's what I, I, I thought it was odd that they got rid of one episode because now I'm wondering how it's going to wrap up because I, I do feel like they are leaning towards like him intervening and his intervening always involves bringing in heroes that he has personally watched, so... This, this is leading towards that, the whole series, and this surprise even leans more towards that. So I, I'm wondering how they're going to wrap it up in two episodes if they're trying to tell a concise story and what that episode they got rid of, where that stood in the whole grand scheme of things. Um, listen, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how this series wraps up. And I think it's super interesting to see how this episode wraps up. Let's do it right now. Uh, I want to know your overall thoughts and final score for uh, this episode, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five poopers of parties. Kevin, let's start with yourself. Oh, okay, well, I'll, maybe I'll be the king pooper of parties here, although <laughs> I, I, we might all sort of be party poopers. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, this one was kind of pointless. Until the big finale, it was entirely pointless. There were no stakes. I mean, they've all had these huge stakes, these consequences. We've lost characters. We've we've seen so many things that we're familiar with gone wrong and in this one you take a character that we all love and we're sort of and we're familiar with in one way and just tweak him a little and go what if he does this for 25 minutes and nothing really happens i don't yeah. it's just the most pointless episode of the season in a, in a show like this where it's you know not a weekly continuation but an anthology you don't need fillers and i don't know you know i think they could have gotten to that ultron scenario in a completely different way, in a better episode, in something that made more sense. And so hopefully 100%. they justify or explain that. But I don't know. As it stands, this is going to be my lowest rated episode of the show. I'm going to give it uh, 3.2 out of 5 uh, poopers on poopers of parties. Yeah. No, totally. And, and like, to your point, imagine if it was, like, the Killmonger episode from last week. Right. We hear, oh, you know, somebody says there's more there's more of those Stark robots. And then Killmonger looks out and then it's it's the the Ultron bots and Vision shows up and you've got the Wakandan army versus this guy to kick off the, the you know, penultimate episode. I thought would be really, really cool of an idea. Uh, Darcy, how about yourself? How many poopers of parties are you giving this one? Yeah, I'm gonna. It's definitely my lowest rate of the series as well. Uh, I really liked the last episode too. Uh, it's it was really cool. So it's, to me, it was a lot of a great streak of episodes that, like Justin said, the momentum was completely killed with this one with a pointless story and half ha like half assed jokes. It seems uh, the the few chuckles I got brought it up, and the, the end reveal was enough for me to give this uh, a three out of five uh, poopers of parties or whatever it was. But yeah. <laughs> That was it, it. Uh, yeah, it wasn't good. Mm, okay, Justin. Um, like I was, like I already said that this episode feels like a hard stop in what was some fantastic episodes. Uh, you know, it was a laugh, but uh, it really didn't do anything like the other episodes really did for me personally. Um, there were some saving graces like that ending. Um, so I'm excited to see what will be as you described this arc nate but yeah uh, i don't know it's definitely the lowest on my list of episodes um so i'm gonna give it a three out of five as well poopers partiers right. whatever they are 
<laughs> Sounds like, like his party's really been pooped on over I, there. Jeez. I didn't think like I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was it wasn't a I didn't have a bad time watching the episode. I just thought I didn't connect with what was ultimately a really long joke with very little payoff. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I enjoyed I think I enjoyed the alternate take on Loki more than I enjoyed the alternate take on Thor. Like I would have loved to see a, him go off with his bros, his ice bros and, and have a party rather than this version of Thor. I just thought it and it didn't even like it, maybe it wasn't intentional filler. I don't think it was intentional filler. I just think it was a Thor Ragnarok style attempt that didn't work. Uh, and I thought there was just they could have to your point they could have amped some of these things up a little bit. Um, it just wasn't impactful. Uh, and and yeah, I don't know. I I'm not against fun, but sometimes the party just goes too long, and you're just kind of like, okay, like it's time to go home, or you know, it takes too long for that you know, your really drunk friend to get the punchline of a joke out. And you're just like, <laughs> like that's how I felt for this episode. I, I, I hate to be a party pooper myself, but this is getting my lowest score so far. 2.5 out of 5 poopers Ooh. of parties. Uh, my least favorite episode of the series so far. Just so forgettable. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think they're going to really pick it up. I, I, I'm hoping for uh, the finale uh, and penultimate. Um, that's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be the lowest score you've ever given on a geek centric podcast. No, that's no. gotta be right down there. It's no. down there. It's no? down there. But I think I've given a one or a two mm. before to something. Maybe Mortal Kombat. If we go back to it, I think I gave it to. I don't remember. Oh, that's uh, unnecessary. That was a fun movie. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure it was. Yeah. All right. So that's it for the seventh episode of our Watch Club for Marvel's What If. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Watch Club. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And um, you know, after your drunken stupor with Rocket and Korg and Drax, you might ponder the question. What if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club? I'm going to throw it over to our Time Lord Keeper, Justin. Uh, thank you, Drunken Eight. Uh, you can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest shows and movies out now, including our spoiler-free review of Star Wars Visions, which was amazing, uh, spoiler for our review, uh, as well as our spoiler-free review of Kate on Netflix, um, and we also have a reaction to the trailer for The Matrix Resurrections. Kevin and I go super nerdy on that one, super geeky uh, in our latest trailer drop. So go give those episodes a listen and leave a five-star review if you don't mind. Justin, Darcy, and Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And even though we do not, cannot, and will not interfere, we are The, the Watchers! Watchers Party on <laughs> Thor <laughs> 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 <laughs>